Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. I'm back um, after, I don't know how many weeks it's been since I recorded an episode. I hope you've been enjoying um, the Aussie Rules content uh, from... Jacko on Markers Up. I have been. It's been really good to listen to those. And um, if you haven't gone and listened to the latest one, um, discussing all the teams that have started out zipping two from the first two rounds, I'd highly recommend it. Really interesting thoughts from Jacko. So yeah, I hope you've been enjoying that. And if you've come to the podcast, um, if you've if you've stepped under the JBSE umbrella because of Markers Up, welcome. Um, yeah. I'm Jake. <laughs> um, now, I'm not going to apologise for, for the absence. I'm sort of made a bit of a promise months and months and months ago that I would stop recording podcasts when I wasn't enthused, when I didn't have anything that I was burning to talk about, when I didn't have anything that was fascinating me um, enough to, to hit record. And that was both for my benefit. Um, so I didn't feel like just a, um, a content factory walking around in a human body. Uh, and it was also for the benefit of the listener because I really don't think, um, the listeners or the viewers, um, of podcasts and YouTube channels get much out of it when it's just, um, when, when the creation has just become routine. You know, um, you you there there needs to be a fire to it. There needs to be a spark of creativity and inspiration. If if I'm not passionate about it, if I'm not interested in it, why would you be? Why would you listen to me talk about something that I'm that I have no real um, no real fire for? Um, so I have a topic that I wanted to talk about today. I don't know how long I'll talk about it for. Whether it'll be ten minutes, fifteen minutes, half an hour, who knows. Um, I, I, I will remind you or bring to your attention because I brought it to my own attention last night that there's a bunch of really great interviews sitting here on the JBSE that I recorded some months ago. Um, and I went back and had a listen to the one with former Wexford hurler, Dearmond Ling last night. And it was such a good, uh, it, you know, I feel so lucky to have had these conversations and, and Dearmid was sort of a bucket list guest. So to, so to have him bless the podcast uh, with his presence when we're, you know, we're a small reach <laughs> sort of podcast. And, and, and I really loved that he came on because I think it was legitimately out of a genuine desire to talk, to have a chat, which is, which is just beautiful. And I think that a lot of the guests do because you know we're not offering this massive oh we've got 400,000 subscribers or anything like that you know we're a small podcast um you know just a couple of you know some sports loving Aussies who who love to talk about sport and um yeah so I went back and it was a really good time to listen to the chat because it was you know it was affirming of exactly what I've just said record when you have something to say and when you don't have something to say shut the fuck up that's basically, that's, I think, what good creation comes down to is if you've got something to offer, offer it, and when you don't, don't.
don't force it. Don't strain. Because it's, it, it's of no value to me and it's of no value to anyone listening. So um, I've been, you know, thinking a lot about sport just the last 24 hours and, and you know, this week really. I've, I've, last weekend, the, the other podcast, I'm trying to find the in point here to, um, to what I want to talk about basically, but the, the other podcast I do, which is focused on the Geelong Cats, it's called the Chaps Chat Cats, so if you're a Cats fan, you should definitely go and check that out. Um, I record it with my brother Sam, um, our brother from another mother, Johnny, and it's been going really well. It's really found its groove. It's really found its rhythm, its vibe. And um, I've had sort of the extra time and enthusiasm recently to, to start churning out some more thoughts, um, not just in podcast form over there, but in written form as well. And we've got a Patreon channel set up that's really humming. We've just hit double-digit subscribers, which is great. I, I was hoping we might reach that by the end of the season, and we've hit it two weeks into the season. So... It's just really got this great vibe and, you know, I've been, I've made this commitment this year, not just to watch the AFL level cats at men's and women's grades, but also the VFL men's and women's um, teams and and to to give people coverage on that, to give people an independent analysis on that that's not just from the team website. Um, And so last weekend I watched the AFL men's, I watch the VFL women's, I watch the VFL men's, and I wrote thoughts on all of it, and I've written thoughts on the weekend preview, and I just realised, I guess, this morning, like, and I was wrestling with this question last night, of like, why, what is, what is it? What is it about sport? Because it was sort of out of body last, last night when I was listening to this podcast that I recorded with Diarmid Ling, it was like, at a certain point, I'm asking him these questions about sport. What is it about sport? I'm like, why is this important to me? You know, this is other human being on the other end of the line, you know, from Ireland. I could be asking about anything. I could be asking about life, death, relationships, you know, um, <laughs> the nostalgia of childhood, the, 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 the nature of being, you know, and I'm sure Dermot would have been up to chat about all that sort of stuff. But, you know, here, here we are talking about sport. And at first, you sort of... You know, there's a feeling sometimes of like, oh God, is it a, you know, is, is it a bit embarrassing? Is it a bit, is it a bit naive? Is it a bit childish to hang on to, you know, this thing of sport? It's so important. And then I was thinking about it and you no, know, it's not. It's very important. It's very important to those of us to whom it's important to. And, and that's, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people who will be waking up today on a Saturday if you're in Australia or you know, going to bed Friday night in, in you know, overseas and and thinking about sport, whether it's, you know, thinking about getting waking up and, and going along to your local sports ground or whether it's, you know, watching a game at the pub or whatever it might be. You know, the weekend religion starts in earnest, you know, sort of on a Thursday night in a lot of leagues now, but it really builds on Friday, but Saturday morning for me is where it peaks. You've had some sport, and I'll use footy as the example because that's where I am in Australia. You know, so th- you've had Thursday night, you've had Friday night, which to me feel like appetizers. Saturday is the, that's the meal, is Saturday. Um, and Sunday's a bit of dessert, and as per usual, dessert's kind of like, it, it, it's great, but the meal is Saturday. 
in terms of the vibes. And, um, you know, you've got country footy, you've got professional footy, you've got all, you know, there's just a glut of footy. And it's, yeah, it's exciting to wake up. And I'm someone who's been um, working weekends for pretty much every job I've worked my whole life um, has been weekend work or night work. So it's meant the last, you know, I don't know, 15, 16 years of my life where I've been working these weekend jobs is I just don't get to go along to as much of these as possible. Now, I've got some opportunity coming up where that might be more possible and, um, and I'm going to make it happen by hook or by crook because I want to wake up and pack the thermos and, and pack the snacks and pack my scarf and, and fucking rumble off to a local ground and in the middle of winter put my, put my gloves on and, and, and stand around a fucking, you know, fire in a metal drum and, and, and crack down a beer and enjoy the vibes, you know, and, and, and there's, there's something to it. And I was thinking about, you know, what we get out of sport. What is it? It's, it's, it's hard because I don't think it's, you know, tangible. I don't think you can measure it and maybe you can, but I I don't want to, or I can't, maybe I'm incapable of measuring it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to wax poetic about it. For me, I was thinking about like, you know, we, we sit down and I'm thinking about Sunday when I sit down to watch the Cats or, or this morning, I'm going to watch the, the Cats VFL Women's at 11 o'clock. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go through a roller coaster of emotion. I don't watch it at a, at a remove. When you watch your team, you don't watch it at a remove. You're involved. And to me, there's something about, and I, I'm loath always to call sport like war. Oh, it's war. It's a battle. It's a it's a war between men, or it's a war between women. It's a it's a fight to the you know whatever you know all this sort of military and you know um, metaphor that often goes along with sport. Um, I'm sort of loath to use that because to me sport is is a game and it should always remain a game. But 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 um, there is a sense of tribe for me that comes into sport. There is a sense of tribe and in a healthy way and, and mostly. So now look, I'll be honest, there's a percentage of people who take the, take it overboard and look, I don't know whether it's the, the larger portion or the lesser portion, I don't know. There's a percentage that take it overboard and, and to them I say, you know, you need some therapy and perspective and I, yeah, as I've discussed on the podcast, I was not a fun person to watch footy with, you know, a decade ago. But I've done a lot of work because I realised that. I realised it's like, oh, fuck, I'm not particularly fun to watch football for because I just crack the shits and get annoyed and I'm, I'm hanging on to losses for like days after they happen. I just don't, I'm just not like that anymore. Um, look, I'll sting for maybe 10 or 15 minutes after a loss and then I'll fucking move on with my life. And I think that's healthy. Um, but there's a sense of tribe, there's a sense of togetherness when you pull on the jersey or the Guernsey in Australia of your team. When I, there's a sense of pride and belonging when I put on the hoops of Geelong 
and it's like this is this is us you know this is this is this is these are our people and when you're walking to a game you know and and it's you, you see it every day you know you walk past someone in a cat's you know, a cap or a beanie or a scarf or something on the street or you see one at work and, you know, you say, ah, you support the right team. And, you know, you, you get a laugh or a smile and you might have a bit of, you know, a bit of a chat about the fortunes of the team or whatever. And, you know, the last 20 years have been pretty good times to have chats about the Cats. Um, so I'm very lucky for that and feel so grateful. But... There's a sense of, and we don't get to experience it much, and, and, and I'm glad we don't experience it much anymore. The feeling of, there's a line being drawn today, you know, Cats fans on one side of it, you know, the, you know, our team's on one side, your team's on the other, and we'll see where we end up afterwards. And then, you know, you, you drop it after that. You drop it after the game. But there's these two and a half hours where for two and a half hours you're going to live and die by the fortunes of your tribe. There's going to be elation. There's going to be disappointment, frustration, tragedy, you know, all of these things. In this two and a half hours, it's a roller coaster and you feel it all. And, you know, it's adrenaline fueled. And then you're meant to let it go. But you are meant to feel it at the time. I think if you, don't, if you no longer feel anything when you watch sport, I think that's a sad day. And it's, it's great, you know, to walk, you know, to the ground. I mean, you know, the games I've gone to down in Melbourne where you go and, and you know, you rock up and it's, you're just all walking. You're all being drawn to the Coliseum, you know, and there's all the people in your colours and there's all the people in their colours and there's a high-intensity nervous energy nervous excitement and someone walks away really happy and some people walk away really disappointed um but as i say you let that go but you're meant to feel it at the time it's one of those times where we get to draw a line and saying hey it's us against you on the field sort of thing but so so in that sense it's it feels a little bit like civil war reenactment to me it's not a true war it's not a true battle the players don't care as much about the rivalries as we do as fans. And, and I think that's something I've been thinking about recently. Like, it's really okay to be passionate as a fan and to love your team. And as I said, there's levels to all of this. Don't be a toxic fan. Don't be a dickhead. Um, because no one's going to love your team like fans. Not owners, not, you know, board members, not players not coaches they love it while they're there of course because that's like a job requirement but then you see players move on they love wherever they go then they are doing it as a job and I think it's important to remember that and 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 to feel empowered by that as a fan we shouldn't feel disappointed to learn that our heroes don't care as much as we do about the club and, and, and the colours and, and the history and all that sort of thing. We shouldn't be disappointed about that because actually it's a, it's a beautiful responsibility to uphold the traditions of the club and, and to remember that fans have that power, particularly in Australia as members and that sort of thing. You know, I think, you know, when, when you know, if you're a member at a club, 
you have a right, you have a voice, you have a vote, and clubs should be held accountable to, to the to the to the passion of their members. Now, I don't think members should be making every you know um, intricate business decision or player move, but you know if the supporter base starts to feel alienated or like the tradition of the club is being lost, then then the supporters should stamp their feet. The supporters should get angry. The supporters should get active. That's a better word. Supporters should get active. Members should get active. And just remember that you have a great responsibility as a supporter. And that's the key word, a supporter, a fan and a supporter to uphold the traditions and the history of your club. Don't fucking let corporate interests and people whose only desire is to fucking pack more money into their bank balance, don't let them wash away the traditions and the history of your club. It's not good enough. It is not good enough. And and you have the ability, through your voice, through, you know, the, the action of, of, of having a vote, of having a voice, of starting, you know, um, what, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> now I can't remember what it's called. Like a, where, where, where you sign a petition, you know, by signing petitions and that sort of thing, whatever it might be, you have a voice and we should not let, and I've noticed it again in the AFL this year, you know, this, this erosion of... The footiness of footy. Don't let it happen. Let's not let it happen. Let's value it. Let's value those things that are unique to footy. Um, So I'll just finish with this though. So having talked about that, having talked about the club, having talked about being a fan, having talked about sort of that us against them for that two and a half hours and and putting on the colours of your tribe, your club, In our otherness, in our tribalism, in our I'm a cat and you're a demon and you're this and I'm that, we also recognise the familiarity of the larger tribe. Because I know, as much as I want to think the fucking Hawthorne supporters supporting that evil Hawthorne team that stole the flag from us in 2008, they're the villains of the league... Hawthorne supporters don't feel like that. Hawthorne supporters go, look at those arrogant Geelongs, you know, fans who think we stole a flag. We were just the better team on the day. We're the good guys in Geelong. Like, we're all the, we're all the pantomime villain in someone else's story. Or we're all the underdog in some. You know what, like... That's just... You know, as much as we're different and we pull on different colours on the weekend, we're all having the same experience. You know, I sent some, um, I found some Essendon magazines, uh, from about 10 years ago, um, in the local op shop. And I, I, there's, you know, some people I know on Twitter who are Essendon supporters and I, I messaged them and said, Hey, do you, do you want these? And so I've, I've packaged those up and sent them on to someone who will hopefully get a lot of joy out of them. And, um, that's the realization that, that red and black. The, the black Guernsey with the red sash brings as much meaning and joy and, 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 and passion to the Essendon fan base as those 
blue and white hoops do to mine, as the brown and gold does to Hawks fans, as the red, white and blue does to Doggies fans, as, you know, like, we're all waking up the same. And so as much as it's a, it's a, it's a sport of, as much as sport is a form of um, civil war reenactment of, of old hostilities sort of thing, you know, sort of packaged in a safer way, you know, as much as it's us against them when the siren goes and all that sort of thing, for that two and a half hours, it's also this beautiful, massive family um, sport because we are all experiencing the same thing. And you know what? I feel lucky too, you know, I was reading about some, and I love football of the association variety, the round ball, soccer. Um, but you know, it makes me kind of sad to, to read about some of the stuff over there, you know, and I've, I've watched some Celtic Rangers games, um, you know, the Glasgow Derby and, you know, glass bottles being thrown, um, at goalkeepers and stuff and having to have police cordons to separate fans and, you know, then I was reading articles about hooliganism and, you know, over in South America with Boca Juniors and River Plate and, you know, fans being stabbed and gangs running fan groups and... Look, I don't know if that element truly exists in our league and if it does, that's very sad. I haven't experienced that. I've experienced some pretty feral fans, but it's never been like that. And I'm so grateful that that's the situation we find ourselves in footy. I think it's, I do think at the end of the day, you know, I referenced the 2008 Hawthorne Cats grand final where Geelong lost uh, in an upset. I messaged some Hawthorne friends um, probably half an hour after the game and said, congratulations, like enjoy it. You, you, you know, better team on the day. And they called me and, and, you know, we had a chat and they said, go the Hawks. And, I just said congratulations and because I knew having won it in 2007 and the joy that was in our house, I, I, I got it as fucking, as much as that game still stings me and it, it really does and it feels a bit silly to admit that as an adult, but fuck that, that game still stings. That's still one that, that really felt like it got away. Um... But I knew the joy that was going on in their house too. You know, I knew what they were experiencing was what we'd experienced in 2007. And, and that's the beauty of sport, is that yes, it's a form of tribalism, um, but it's also a form of togetherness if we play it right. And so we can draw our lines at kickoff and we can shout and holler and hoot and cheer and whatever. And then we can undraw that line when the final siren goes, when the final whistle goes. And we can just merge back into the greater tribe of how good is sport, how beautiful is it, what, a, what an amazing human form of interaction. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. And I'm very grateful to experience it. What a fucking blessing. All right. Go off. Enjoy your sport. Enjoy the weekend, draw that line at kickoff and undraw it when it finishes. Don't hang on to fucking toxic rivalry after the game. Have banter, I get that. But don't, don't be a dickhead. Don't be a fuckwit. 
Don't be someone who it's unenjoyable to watch the footy with. Pan back out occasionally, particularly I'll just say lads. Now I understand that you know you get some pretty intent, you know, you can get toxic female supporters too. But I, but just a just a note to the lads. Take take a take a scan of the room at times when you're watching footy, you know, in a group or with your family or wherever it is, and just just make sure you're not being a fuckwit. Just make sure you're not making people uncomfortable with with what you're doing, because it's it's worth changing. It's necessary to change because it's sport is something to be enjoyed, something to be experienced, it's something you ride along with it. But there is a there is a line there, and you, you'll know it in your heart. You'll know it in your gut if you pan out and do a bit of a scan of the room. And how does everyone interact? Does my does you know? Do, do people sort of take off? Do people squirm a bit watching the footy with me? Do that scan of yourself and just make sure it's not happening. And if it is, do the work to change it. Trust me, as someone who has done it, it's a, it's a fucking much more beautiful experience when you can watch games with other people and enjoy it. And at the end of the day, it's just a game. All right, that's enough of me. Have a great weekend, guys. Enjoy your sport. Until next time.